the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. The Gulf South. It's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Friday morning. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damien Colado and Alicia Quibido. Hey, guys. Good, good morning. morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Friday at last. Yes. That's kind of how I feel this week. Friday <laughs> at last. Yes. As far as I'm concerned, the weekend is upon us. It sure is. It sure <laughs> is. And another thing upon us is the Feast of Saints Simon and Jude. So let's start this morning with prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, by who the blessed apostles have brought us to acknowledge your name, graciously grant through the intercession of Saints Simon and Jude that the church may constantly grow by the increase of the peoples who believe in you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Saints Simon and Jude, pray for us. Pray for us. We have a great show for you today, starting off with Christopher McCabe. He's a religious faculty. He's in religion faculty over at Brother Martin High School in New Orleans. He's a crusader for life and justice moderator, also the Christian service program coordinator. So he wears a lot of hats over at Brother Martin. He's going to give us an update of how the high school is doing and what the boys are up to over there. Gary Zimak joins us in 18 minutes. He's a Catholic speaker and author. And today he's going to talk about how the Eucharist can bring us peace in the midst of storms. So looking forward to our conversation with Gary and maybe, you know, put that anxiety level just a little bit lower than it was maybe on Monday. So it's going to be a great conversation. In 35 minutes, Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, joins us. He has fall food stuff to talk about. It's always interesting. So if you're getting ready for your Halloween party on Monday, I know we're going to one uh, and always looking forward to the creative dishes that are being served. So you know how those go, you know, the eyeballs and the witch's nails and all that stuff. So uh, Jeff's going to give us details about some fall stuff. And in 48 minutes, Terry Dixon joins us. He's a director of communications for the Diocese of Biloxi and editor of the Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper. He'll give us an update of what you'll find in this week's issue in the Diocese of Biloxi. So it's going to be a great show, Damian. Looking forward to these great guests. Yes, and weather-wise, not looking forward to the rain, but it mm-hmm. is on the way, and we do need it. So not really complaining. Partly cloudy skies this morning as you head out the door. And clouds will continue to increase as the day progresses. Winds out of the east right now at 5 to 10. 20% chance of rain pretty much today. And really, you're not going to see a lot of wet stuff until later this evening because it's a slow-moving front, and it's just hanging out right now in the southwest portion of Louisiana around Lake Charles and Cameron Parish. Um, But 
it will get to our area eventually. Uh, pretty much tomorrow, 90% chance of rain. Temperature-wise, not going to really impact us a whole lot. Uh, temperatures are going to remain in the 70s for our high. Uh, the low will dip down into about the mid-50s once the rain passes through. But today, it's mm. going to be about 63. So we really have got it's another good day yeah. to enjoy. And then come Sunday, pretty much uh, getting back to our normal routine. So that's the good news. Temperatures in and around the area. New Orleans, 60 degrees. Home of Thibodeau and Gulfport, both reporting 54-degree temperatures. Covington, it's a chilly 52. And in Baton Rouge, it's 53. So there you have your temperatures. Don't go too far because the gospel's coming up next. And guess what? Jesus picks his top 12. That's right, to help spread the good news. It's five after home wake up. blessed feast of saints Simon and Jude apostles. Today's gospel is taken from Luke chapter 6. Jesus went up the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve whom he also named apostles, Simon whom he named Peter and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon who was called a zealot, and Judas the son of James and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. Thank you, Father Chris, for today's gospel. Hey, let's talk about Box of Joy real quick before we get our next guest. Box of Joy Week is coming up November 5th through 13th. Alicia, this is such a wonderful opportunity to give back this Christmas season to those children in need. It is, Gabby. We partner with Cross Catholic Outreach um, to do this. They supply the boxes so your school group, your church group can get together and order boxes at boxofjoy.org or if you just need a few boxes, you can stop by our Baton Rouge studio at 11924 Sunray Avenue, and we will give you boxes, or you can just bring all the goodies and fill the box here. Um, It is such a wonderful ministry. Uh, So we collect the boxes. The Box of Joy comes to pick up all the boxes from us and delivers them to poor children around the world. It's a wonderful, wonderful uh, ministry. So check it out at boxofjoy.org or give us a call and we'll give you some uh, answers to any questions you might have. Yes, and it's a lot of fun filling your box. I enjoy yes. doing that. So Gabby I definitely filled her check box that out. and turned it in. Good job. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, Christopher McKay joins us with Brother Martin High School. He's with the Crusaders for Life and Justice moderator. He's also with the Christian Service Pro- Pro- Service Program Coordinator. Excuse me, Chris. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, good morning, Gabby. How are you? I am doing great. So tell us a little bit about the Crusaders for Life and Justice. I love this, and I think this is perfect for October being Pro-Life Month. Yeah, absolutely. So the Crusaders for Life and Justice, um, it's sort of a collection of students of all of our grade levels. Um, it's a club where anybody can come and join and participate and learn more about how they can be advocates for, for the life and dignity of all life um, in our community. Um, and, you know, we have young guys who help out in small ways. We have older guys who step up and lead um, and, and take the initiative to sort of plan different activities throughout the year to engage our community 
um, both in sort of educational opportunities where we can learn more about different issues and topics and how our faith might call us to respond to it, but also community outreach where we get to be a little more and serve those who, who are vulnerable in our communities. Uh, there are various things that you do in the Crusaders for Life. Uh, when you talk about service projects, you're really talking about some of the service projects that deal with people in all stages of life. Uh, talk about some of the stuff that the boys are doing over at Brother Martin. Sure. So the uh, this specific oh, looks a couple things. Um, yes, ma'am. It looks like so we're we, having we a connection a with you, with you, Chris. But uh, keep talking. We might have to call you back. But go ahead. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Um, so we this month uh, we had the uh, youth programs director from Louisiana Right to Life, Miss um, Ashley Gilliam, come in and talk to our students, particularly about the Dobbs decision over the summer, um, and mm-hmm. uh, sort of the newly enacted Louisiana laws and what that means for our students and their their work. Um, that was a really great opportunity. The guys got to ask a lot of good questions based on some of the things that they had been hearing from their friends or from you know, social media about uh, some of the concerns around that decision. Um, and she also helped us sort of uh, come up with some ideas of how we might help support moms and, and parents in, in general uh, who might be uh, dealing with an unexpected or unplanned pregnancy. And so based on that, we sort of decided as a community to hold the diaper drive uh, for a women's new life mm-hmm. clinic in, in New Orleans. And we've gathered up a kind of two two or three big boxes worth of diapers and wipes and all sorts of supplies. Um, and we're actually mm-hmm. going to be going to deliver those to the clinic and to get a tour of the facility, get the guys the opportunity to learn some of the the resources that they have available uh, for, for young moms who, who need help. Um, we also have today, actually, uh, a community fundraiser for Ozan Amin. Uh, the guys, you know, hear the way that I think many of their peers talk about um, the homeless population in New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, you know, they wanted to do something about that to, to try to encourage them to recognize sort of the dignity of life, um, of all human life. Um, and they decided that we were going to, you know, do something simple, um, you know, just do a, a T-shirt and tennis shoe day. If you bring in $5, that'll go to Ozanam. But they wanted mm-hmm. to actually go and, and minister to, uh, you know, uh, those individuals. And so we actually teamed up with Ozanam and uh, got to go out there this Sunday and, and serve lunch. And so we're very excited about that opportunity mm-hmm. as well. That's so great. I love hearing that. And I especially love hearing about uh, working with Women's New Life Clinic. Christopher, I mean, how important is it for young men, especially in our world today, to be educated in something like the overturning of Roe versus Wade? We always hear uh, that it's, you know, women, 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 and of course, but I mean, there's the man involved as well. But to be educated, because these men are going to be going off to college soon or wherever they're going to go after they graduate from Brother Martin. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they not only have the, the responsibility to respect the, the, the women that they might be in a relationship with uh, to begin with, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but also to, to, if they do uh, end up, uh, you know, having a child, um, to be willing to be an advocate to support the mother, to, to be able to, to advise her and give resources and that support, um, to be that, that advocate for life, um, because it does, you know, uh, as you know, affect men as well. 
Um, and so I, I think being a resource for them, knowing what's available to them is, is really, mm-hmm. really key because a lot of them don't know what's out there. A lot of them don't know uh, what the law says because in their minds, well, that doesn't apply to me. And it says, well, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it really it really does. Yeah, absolutely. Christopher McKay with Brother Martin High School. Thank you so much for being with us. Where can we go to find out more information about Brother Martin in New Orleans? Sure. Um, thank you so much for having me. Uh, any other information, you can find it on our website, brothermartin.com. Um, it's got a link to all of our stories and resources uh, up there as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Chris, for being with us today. We thoroughly enjoy uh, hearing about the Crusaders for Life. Thank you, Gabby. Absolutely. Gary Zemeck joins us when we come back from the break. We'll be talking about the Eucharist and how the Eucharist can bring us peace as we're going through some anxiety and some storms in our lives. So stay with us. Also, our saint of the day. We'll learn more about our saint of the day. It's 15 past the hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for October 28th. Today we celebrate Saints Simon and Jude. Once again, we don't know much about today's saints despite their importance as two of the twelve men Jesus chose to follow him. Of course, we recognize one of them, Saint Jude, as the patron of hopeless causes. In two Gospels, Simon is called the Canaanite, and in a third, the Zealot, Both terms suggest either that he belonged to a fanatical Jewish sect that brought about the revolt against the Romans, or that he was simply zealous in his faith. Jude gets only brief mentions in the New Testament, often to distinguish him from Judas. This suggests he was something of an obscure apostle, though at the Last Supper, Jude asked Jesus why, after his resurrection, he would not reveal himself to the entire world rather than to only his followers. Jesus assured Jude that he would make himself known to all who love him. Both Simon and Jude are last seen in the Gospels on Pentecost. After that, they disappear. It is believed they both made their way to Persia, modern-day Iran, where they were martyred on the same day in the first century. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up This Morning. You can join us for the Patriotic Rosary daily at 12.30 p.m. Central Time through Election Day, which is getting close, by the way. Uh, So join in and praying for our country at this time. We're also live on our YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube.com and search Catholic Community Radio. Subscribe and hit that bell so every time we go live or post a video, you will receive a notification. We are live on YouTube right now. We are not live on Facebook today, uh, but so you can go to youtube.com and watch us live on there. Our next guest is Gary Zimek. He's a Catholic speaker and author, and today he joins us to talk about the Eucharist and how the Eucharist can bring us peace in the midst of storms. Gary, this is such a timely topic. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Gabby, it's always great. Always great to be able to come on with you and uh, hopefully bring peace to someone today. So (laughs) my mind is running 200 miles per hour, and during the break, 
I just thought how appropriate it was that I was interviewing you and just thinking how I probably should step into the Adoration Chapel today <laughs> and really focus on Christ's presence in that room at that moment. Uh, tell us about how the Eucharist can help bring us peace when we're kind of have a lot of anxiety or have a lot of things on our mind. You know, Gabby, it is. Um, look, I've been I've been coming on with you guys for I don't know how many years talking about ways to overcome anxiety, how to let the Lord speak to us through Scripture and overcome anxiety. And, you know, all of that is helpful. It helps me. But I think the one thing that we want to remember, and, and the way this came about, yesterday I was taking a shower, which is amazing the way the Lord speaks to me. At times, you know, I could be preparing <laughs> for hours and hours. What am I going to talk about on this show? What am I going to write about? I take a shower, and all of a sudden it just comes to me. And I pictured, and, and this won't take long, I just want to just set this up. Okay. I pictured that scene when the, on, the, on the Lord's, the day of his resurrection, his apostles are hiding. They got the doors locked. They're fearing for their lives. All their hope is gone because somehow they missed the point that he would rise from the dead. And what did Jesus do? He came to them through the locked doors. And he, and he broke into their world. They weren't even looking for him at that point. They were just hiding because they were afraid. He came in and the first words he said after he rose from the dead to them, peace be with you. He gave them mm -hmm. his peace. And it's that real presence of Jesus that breaks through these, these, these bars, these prison bars, these locked doors that fear can cause. A lot of times we're just so afraid, we're just so overwhelmed, but there's something about the Lord's presence that can bring us this peace. The Eucharist, uh, Gabby, is, is that great gift that in addition to reading Scripture verses, in addition to praying, to, to be able to receive Jesus in the Eucharist is such an incredible instrument that he uses to give us peace, to bring us that grace that we need, that we really should do whatever we can, if not to be able to receive him daily. You know, I'm blessed to be able to do mm -hmm. that. I can go to daily Mass and receive him. But to, if, if at all possible, spend some time with him in adoration. And then if that can't be done, then we can always make a spiritual communion. But we just don't want to, we don't want to forget the power of Jesus in, in the Eucharist, even if we don't feel anything when we receive him. And, you know, I was thinking about if I have a headache, I take mm -hmm. Tylenol or Advil or something to make my headache mm -hmm. go away. I don't mm -hmm. feel anything immediately. But I know that this is going to help, and I think that's what it is with the Eucharist. Oh. What a great weapon that the Lord gives us in, in, in the Eucharist to help us to get closer to Him and experience that peace that we're looking for. What a great analogy of uh, the Tylenol and Advil that you just described. That yeah. is so true. I've never thought of it that way. But the one thing that really stuck out to me that I hear quite often is I don't feel God's presence or I don't feel like he's answering my prayers. I don't feel him right. there. Any advice, Gary? Because we've all maybe have experienced this at some point in time in our prayer life. Yeah, more often than not, when I pray or when I receive the Lord, and again, I receive Him every day, I don't feel His presence. I, I really don't. I don't feel His presence. And, and, and that is a hard thing for somebody like me to get over, because I am very much, I tend to be driven by my feelings. But here's what I, what I have noticed, Gabby. Through my faith, I, and the more I receive Him and the more I pray, even though I don't feel anything, I have a stronger knowledge or a stronger belief that, that, that He's here. I, I might not feel Him, but Lord, I know You're here, and I know mm -hmm. You're going to help me. You know, so it's not always that feeling, but 
our our knowledge, our belief increases the more often we 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 spend time with them. We encounter them either in the Eucharist or through Scripture. So I would say just push past the feelings. Just make that act of the will. Lord, I'm going to come to you. I don't care if I feel anything. I I love you, Lord, and I'm going to show you that by coming to you, you know? And and we're not going to feel him sometimes. And he does that Mm -hmm. on purpose because he doesn't want us to get too attached to good feelings. He wants us to love Mm -hmm. him for the sake of loving him and and to, to have faith in him. Yeah, most definitely. One of my favorite things to do whenever I step into the Adoration Chapel is sit as close as I can, if no one's sitting right in the front row, and just have a conversation with him. Tell him about my day. Tell him about what's bothering me, maybe things I have anxiety over, and just I feel like I'm talking to a friend. Uh, For those who maybe are listening for the first time, maybe they're going through RCIA and they're becoming Catholic, uh, and they're trying to figure out how to have that connection with God in the Adoration Chapel and with our Lord. Any advice on how to get started, especially if they have a lot of things going on in their mind, they're trying to get rid of that anxiety and feel that peace? I think it's challenging at first because we sometimes when we, we first go to Eucharistic Adoration, we feel we, we need to say the right things, or what am I going right. to do? Do I just sit here? I, I have to say something. You know, um, <laughs> I, I think the best thing is to keep the initial visits short in the beginning, maybe five, ten minutes. And then just sit there and say to Jesus, just, you know, again, pushing past that feeling that this this feels really weird because I is this really him? I You know, it doesn't seem right. And just talk to him and say, Lord, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time imagining if this is you. Would you help me? And something happens. What you just said, what I've experienced, something happens when you are in his presence. You don't mm-hmm. always feel him, but I'll tell you, Gabby, when you need to feel him, you feel him. And I think that's what he knows. When he knows that Gary really needs to feel my presence today, he's going to make sure that I feel his presence. He's, he's so much, he's very much aware of what I need and when I need it. <laughs> Absolutely. Gary, tell us, you're a Catholic author. You have so many books where you have just been so vulnerable and real and open about your anxiety that you go through daily that many of us also experience. Tell us about some of your books that have helped so many people and been bestsellers as well that we can find. Thanks, Gabby. You know, it's, it's funny. I was looking at the numbers about a month ago. My best-selling book of all time is Give Up Worry for Lent. And, you know, it's, become, mm-hmm. it's going to be here before we know it. Give Up <laughs> Worry for Lent is a daily mm-hmm. devotional throughout the Lenten season. It's been selling. It seems to sell more copies every year. So I'm so blessed by the book. And my second best-selling book is Stop Worrying and Start Living. It's the book that I wrote for Dynamic Catholic. It's, it's also it's a, a devotional for every day of the year. And uh, those books just continue to sell, and I've, I've got many others, including Let Go of Your Fear, which is my latest one. And, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what the Lord wants me to do, trying to help others and try to let them know that, hey, I'm broken. I'm, I'm somebody who struggles with anxiety, mm-hmm. but, man, the Lord has given me so much peace, and I just want to let people know that if He did it for me, He can do it for you. Absolutely. You have had you and I have had so many phone conversations just kind of talking about our anxieties and 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 our struggles and 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 trusting in the Lord and trying to take that to to God as well. Gary Zimak, Catholic speaker and author, where can we go to find out more about you? Maybe subscribe to your newsletter, podcast and find out when your next book's coming out. The best place, Gabby, is my website followingthetruth.com. 
Thank you so much, Gary, for joining us. We always look forward to your monthly segments and have a great day. Oh, and happy belated birthday to your wonderful daughter, Mary. I hope she had a great day. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they both did. Mary and Elizabeth both had birthdays yesterday. Mary, they both yeah. had great days. Yeah. So, thank you so much. Wonderful. I was going to, Gary, so much, before Gary. you go, are you working on a new book? Damien. Yeah. Are yes, you? Sir, are, I am. Good to hear your voice, brother. <laughs> Same here. Yes, I am. It's going to be coming out next year. The title, they're going back and forth on the title, but currently it's, it's going to be called when, when, life, when, when Your World Looks Dark, God is Still Good. It has ah. to do with God working good out of all situations. But again, the mm-hmm. title keeps changing. We'll yeah. see what it ends up <laughs> right, becoming. Right, right. So, so, and, and what will be the premise? Romans eight twenty eight, where Paul says that all things work for good for those who love God. You uh-huh. know, and that's trying that. to look at biblical stories of God working good in bad situations. In bad I situations, help somebody who's yeah. feeling hopeless. Yeah, Ooh, boy, do we need that's that it. right now? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, brother. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, you, I'll be praying for you to, to finish that soon. Gary, before, Thank you, my friend. before we let you go, let our listeners know how they can get that wonderful little uh, email message from you every day to give you a little little uh, peace in the day. Oh, yeah, that's, let, uh, it's called uh, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. It's yes. a free email that I send out every day, followingthetruth.com. Just go there. You'll be able to sign up for it. Great. Thank you so much, Gary, for being with us. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. God bless you all. God bless God you. God bless. Yeah, be sure to listen to the Gary Zimak Show Saturday mornings at 1030 uh, on Catholic Community Radio. Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, joins us when we come back from the break. Stay with us. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. Five minutes after the hour, you're listening to Wake Up on Catholic Community Radio. I'm Alicia Quibido with Damian Collado and Gabby Smith. It is Friday, y'all. That means it's Foodie Friday. We're joined by Jeff Young. He is the Catholic foodie. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. How you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. And I've, I've got a little girl in this house who's just so excited. <gasps> is she? I can't, I can't imagine, imagine why. why. <laughs> I, I think there's something coming up in just a few days that kids are. I mean, what am I? What am I? Who am I kidding? I'm excited. You, you know, <laughs> this is one of your favorite uh, foodie uh, events, right? Foodie holidays. I love it. I love it. I mean, there's just something about Halloween that, for me, has uh, persisted right uh, through, through my life since I was a little kid. I have so many great memories of of that time, and I think. You know, in a lot of ways, I know, I know people have different ideas, different thoughts about, about Halloween. I mean, traditionally, historically, it was a, it was a Catholic celebration, yes. right? It's kind of been hijacked over the years. But at the same time, it's like it, it's still something that can be put to good use in yes. the sense that um, I think one of the things that really draw me to Halloween is the fact that we focus on these things that are beyond the, beyond the pale, so to speak, beyond the... the uh, the veil, I guess we'd say, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like ghosts and, and, and whatnot. And it kind of shocks us in a sense out of the, the humdrum day-to-day, like work-a-day world to remind us that there's something more. Uh, and and I think that's one of the reasons why I've always uh, always felt kind of drawn to it, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. But you know, when you when you come to to Halloween, it's also just a lot of fun. And we we have a mm-hmm. our neighborhood is like a trick or treating magnet. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. we have kids from all over town that come to our uh, neighborhood to trick or treat, and it's just it's so much fun. I mean, the the streets are they don't literally like shut them down for cars but it that's what actually happens in practice because there's just wow. so many people on the, on the street wow so it's like a, a a big party and we usually have people over who don't live in our neighborhood and we'll you know like this week coming up i'm gonna do a big gumbo and and all of that but there's always other fun stuff we like to do with food and i know in the past years we've talked about some of this like these monster finger cookies yes you know mm-hmm. where you can either make uh, you know cookie there, there are different types you can make but some of them you're, you're actually making these like cookies that you would bake i know in the past Charles liked to do them with um uh with like peanut butter and confectioner sugar you use like a little sliced or uh slivered almond as the fingernail <laughs> you can kind of um uh, uh, carve it in a sense in a way that it looks like a, an actual finger mm-hmm. and inside she'll put a pretzel stick because it has that bony quality to it oh, that's kind of, funny kind of cool yeah um and then we've done things like you know a hummus tray with you just kind of make it look like a big old monster <laughs> and then these meatballs with olives stuck in them in such a way that they look like eyeballs <laughs> and we've done that that's funny but as we have gotten closer to Halloween, I know uh, Char and, and Annabelle and Grace, my older two girls, have been looking at all these ideas, and there's just so much out there now. Oh, you know, yes. You've got these you know, Instagram and Pinterest and all these places where they just have it's <laughs> like this avalanche of ideas for things. <laughs> and this one caught my eye, and I guess it's both both because of the nostalgia of it, but also just the the sheer grossness of it. <laughs> I think you have piqued my curiosity. I yeah. love to do because I, I can remember as a kid seeing these things, this, what I'm about to tell you, right, out in public in different places all the time. And what it basically is, it's like this big, it's literally, if you remember those old ashtrays you can get? Yeah. Where you, it's like a big circle. It's almost like a, it almost looks like a platter for salt, chips and sauces. Yeah, it's an old yes. ashtray, yep. and you did big circle around, and have a like a little thing that comes up in the middle where you'd actually have you could set your cigarette down if it's still lit. Yes, right, or you can put it out in there. Okay, yeah. Well, it's a big ashtray like that, full of pretzel sticks that have been made to look like cigarettes. No, <laughs> and so you take these pretzel sticks and dip them in white chocolate. Okay, and then. On the, the very end of it, to make them look like they have either burned or are burning, you would you would dip them in, while they're still wet, you dip them in um, crushed Oreos, oh. which looks like ash. Okay. And yeah. then you'd have ash, like, right there in the middle. So when you look at that, you just, I can smell the smell. I, I know so from my childhood, <laughs> I can smell the, the overwhelming smoke yes. from these. But That's it's white hysterical. chocolate, crushed Oreos cigarettes and you can also some of them recipes call for like a 
a little red jam or something you can put on the end and makes it look like you're still lit. But, I mean, they're delicious. It's just so gross. <laughs> that is. You're right. That's so gross and delicious. And don't you remember the candy cigarettes when we were little? There were gum ones that were paper-wrapped mm-hmm. that you could blow them and the confectioner's sugar came out. Like, wow. Yes. Oh, yeah. Before your time, Gabby. Yeah, now I, heard, just candy I heard they don't make them anymore. No, no they, they don't. make the candy ones. Um, but I've seen those, but but they're not oh the gum God. ones anymore. That's so funny. Okay, so uh, I think that's that's pretty fun. That sounds like a tasty treat, though. White chocolate covered pretzel stick. Yep. It does. And they had a few others I was going to share with y'all, but I thought, ah, that may just be a little too much over the top. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's along the same vein, right? I mean, it's just really interesting, kind of nostalgic, but at the same time. Yes. Uh, that may be a little too gross. Uh, so, were y'all doing the uh, the, the chocolate dipped uh, pretzels this year? Well, I can tell you, I won't be. Okay, I'll be busy cooking other things. Okay. But if the girls want to go after it, they can. They're they're welcome to do it. I, from what I can tell, you can still get those uh, ashtrays, those big ashtrays like that at the dollar store. There that's you what, go. Oh, that's okay. what I've heard. There you so, go. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. So that's one of the things that we like to do. We also, at this time of the year, we do sometimes we'll do it closer to uh, Thanksgiving, but even around Halloween because it is a Halloween type dish. I mean, it's dealing with pumpkin, making mm-hmm. pumpkin, is making a pumpkin soup. And this year I am doing gumbo because that was Yum. the overwhelming vote of the family. But in years okay. past, we've also done this this pumpkin soup. And I can send you the recipe for this. I'm not going to go into all the, the details okay. of it, but it's in my cookbook. Okay. And it's also on the website, but I have it on in those two places as a Middle Eastern type of a soup. Mm-hmm. But the origin of that soup is it comes from a local restaurant here in town in Covington, Del Porto. Okay. And it's, uh, it's a, a pumpkin soup with kale and Italian sausage mm. is how That's I originally amazing. had it. And so kale, you think about that, like, well, that's weird. I mean, you can, you know, a lot of people have had maybe spinach in a soup before. But kale is something that's very hearty, and it's not yes. going to rip apart in a soup, right? right. It's going to keep. And as a matter of fact, this is the soup that got me to like kale. Ah. I didn't, I would not okay. have touched it before then, but this soup converted me. And uh, the Italian sausage, we get a local sausage just from here. And so once the soup is made, you know, I'd like to brown my Italian sausage first and then mm-hmm. and throw that in. And you can play with the flavor profiles, too. And the, the website, I had it more of a Middle Eastern kind of a, uh, a dish. But if you wanted to, to change that up, you certainly can. This is something that I first had at the local farmer's market on a Saturday morning. Uh, it's so awesome to see chefs at the farmer's market oh, getting yes. fresh produce from locals to go back and bring mm-hmm. back to the restaurant mm-hmm. to, to cook with. I, I was always so thrilled with that. And what we had, what our local market started doing is they would have chefs come in and do samples every week. Okay. And so uh, uh, the chefs over there from Del Porto made this soup one morning and I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And so they had the recipe available and I, I took it and played with it. And we've done this so many times over the years and it's just been one of our favorites. I have made it the one your recipe from your website and it is delicious and and the kale haters out there shouldn't be afraid because it's not <laughs> I love kale and I, I love a good kale salad especially baby kale but this isn't a salad so keep in mind it's a little bit of kale so don't don't not try it exactly. because it has kale in it right 
That's right. That's right. Jeff, and it cooks down. I mean, it just kind of becomes part of the yes, part of the soup. Yes. Well, we are out of town time already. We'll look forward to hearing from you about how how your uh, Halloween went. We'll try some pumpkin soup. You can check out Jeff at CatholicFoodie.com. Stick around. Terry Dixon, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Biloxi and the editor of the Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper, joins us. It's 15 minutes before the hour on Wake Up. Twelve minutes before the top of the hour. Happy Friday, everyone. The weekend is here. Yip, yip, beauty. And Terry Dixon, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Biloxi, editor of the Gulpine Catholic Newspaper, is here also to give us an update on what's been going on along the Gulf Coast in Mississippi. Good morning, T-Boy. Good morning. How are you? Doing fine, sir. You've been enjoying this great weather? I have. I like the cold weather, so I'm very pleased right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but speaking of, I was thinking of this yesterday. Are you from the Biloxi area or a, a transplant? I was born in Pascagoula, and I grew up in Gaucher. Oh, well, you are a local for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, let's get started as far as the uh, Gulf Pine newspaper goes. Uh, front page story, uh, man, it, it caught my interest. Brian and Leanne Murphy and their seven-year-old son, Patrick, got to meet Pope Francis. It is a fantastic story. The family contacted Bishop Kitteman's office, and the bishop's office arranged for a papal audience. There was no guarantee that they would be able to meet the Holy Father, but as it turned out, they were able to meet Pope Francis, and it's a a fantastic story. It's our cover story, and I'm not going to give anything away. I just Mm -hmm. encourage you to to read it, and if you don't get the paper in the mail, just go to the website, www.biloxidiocese.org, and read that story. If you read any story this week, we hope you'll read them all, but read that one. It's a very uplifting story it is it is Mm -hmm. and i i was shocked that it happened the way it did so moving on Mm -hmm. bishop uh lewis kinnaman of course always has an article in most cases this one really caught my eye as well because he talks about how we should work at becoming a saint yes sir it's basically saying bloom where you're planted. If you're a mother, try to be the best mother you can be. If you're a father, try to be the best father you can be. If you're a child, try to be the best brother or sister, or son or daughter that you can be. You know, you, you may not be St. Elizabeth Seton. You may not be St. Francis of Assisi, but you can be a saint by following the Beatitudes and just being who God has called you to be. Yes, and, you know, that's something we always think we have to be doing more than than mm-hmm. what we need to be doing. And those were true words of wisdom, is to just be the best person God made you to be. And uh, I try again, to do that every day. That's why I switched to candy cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey, try those yes. chocolate-covered pretzels <laughs> and act like it's a cigar. That works, too. <laughs> like candy cigarettes and kale am i on the right channel What's i'm going not on too sure when you think about it huh terry i know right <laughs> well hey you, you hey one thing about us and in, in uh the, the gulf coast south louisiana we do enjoy life 
and whether it's, whether it's food or or friends, we always do it. And of course, faith. But but you've got a a big section in the in the golf pine on respect life. And I I you guys put some work into this. Share with us all the various stories because it goes everywhere from uh, infertility all the way to your dying days. Basically, that's it. You know, a lot of great material that we get from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops to make this Respect Life supplement a reality every year. And and like you said, Damien, it pretty much covers life issues from the womb to the tomb. You know, we, we tend to think of uh, abortion as the big dominant issue, and it, it really is, but there are so many other issues that um, fall under the realm of pro-life, such as, you know, the death penalty, um, mm-hmm. the considerations for our earthly passing, mm-hmm. just taking care of those who are at the end of their lives. And then we do have, you know, post-abortion healing, um, healing within marriage from an abortion, um, all kinds of different um, articles in yeah. this even how to support some, life supplement. how to support a woman with an unexpected pregnancy, and, absolutely and ways in um, which you can help support that that person. Families who have children with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of issues. And then again, we we focus on walking with moms, which is taken off um, like gangbusters in our diocese. So there are really a lot of helpful articles in this Respect Life supplement that we hope you'll look at it and keep it and share it. Yes, and uh, in, there's also an article on Rachel's uh, Vineyard and how uh, they help mothers who have suffered a, a miscarriage or those who have had an abortion. They're uh, there to help support these moms. Uh, and it's weekend events, it sounds like, based on what the article was talking. Can you share a little bit about that in case someone wants to learn more? I talked to a lady who um, had a miscarriage. She admitted that she never wanted a child. And, um, you know, as time went on, she she just had really strong feelings of guilt and shame. So she went to Rachel's Vineyard and really found it as a great instrument of healing. And she would recommend any, any lady who is struggling, you know, with a pregnancy or having had an abortion or a miscarriage to, to, to give it a chance because it really is a, a great instrument of healing. That's right. And, and you can in, in uh, Rachel's vineyard.org is the, uh, the website they could go to, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, before we wrap up, we got about another minute or so. You guys always on page two events in and around Biloxi. Share with us two or three key events that you feel people need to be aware of. Okay, there will be an All Souls concert on October 30th at Nativity BVM Cathedral at 3 p.m. The Nativity BVM Elementary School's Children's Choir will be there on November 20th. This is exciting. The Xavier University Concert Choir will be at Our Mother Sorrows Church on Division Street in Biloxi. That's November 20th again at 2 p.m. at Our Mother Sorrows Church. And for more information, you can call 228-435-0007. And on November 12th, St. Rose de Lima is having their barbecue 
and Blues celebration there in Bay St. Louis. I know you're there, Gabby, so you'll have to go by and tell us how it is. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Love love St. Rose de Lima. Such a vibrant parish. And uh, one last one, uh, Veterans of War Mass and Luncheon. Terry, you, you got Absolutely. that on? Absolutely. November 6th, St. Clair Catholic Church in Waveland. That's yeah, eleven a.m. mass, and, and that's on November sixth. Yeah, no, so yeah. Uh, support our veterans and in honor mm-hmm. of them. Terry Dixon, what are you planning to do for uh, Halloween? I have no plan for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I don't celebrate Halloween. Do you give out candy or anything, or you 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 just I turn go my somewhere? lights off? Keep the lights. I turn off. my lights <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And hey. cower behind the curtains. <laughs> Well, he's an honest man. Terry Dixon. And, and just chain smoke candy cigarettes. There you go. Chain smoke the candy cigarettes. There you go. There Keep you the go. lights right. out. I well, can see that. Okay. Well, thanks for being with us, brother, and have a great weekend. Don't don't get it's too been a while. I enjoyed it. You have don't a get weekend. too big of a sugar high on those candy cigarettes, okay? I'll try not to. All I right. Need help. You take care. All right, bye bye. Bye. All right. What a great week. Terry's always uh, a man with interest uh, and great stories. We're going to wrap up with a prayer to St. Jude. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. St. Jude, may your path of hope be mine in the days ahead. I promise in faith to share your hope with others, to forgive as I am forgiven by my Father in heaven, and to show caring and kindness at every opportunity. Guide me, St. Jude so that I can begin each day with gratitude, truth, and hope in my heart. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. Deacon Dennis Adams with St. Peter's Church in Covington tells us his call to the diaconate. Alan Migliorato joins us and Daniel Strudwick. Have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. God bless. Wake up is a production of Catholic Community Radio.